My grandpa's was a man of respect. Had to sweat just to cash checks. Working from sunrise to set. Every day get challenged. I took two waves. That's true. I took two waves for sure. <laughs> Definitely remember doing that. Hello and welcome to the Mistakes Were Made podcast. As always, I'm Rudy. And Al, uh, I'm Al. I did it right Al. this time. Alan. I didn't say my last name. I didn't say that I wasn't a host. I just said the name of the podcast and then I said my name. And that's how it worked. It worked. I did it. I think that's progress is what I'm trying to say. Are you slow clapping me right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, hi, listeners. Welcome, humble listeners. Uh, so this week, um, I my, my, we'll get to what I did in my hack. Well, no, I'll tell you what I did right now. I closed out my first faction. I got my last two games in the Arcanist faction done, and that means I'm at a intermediate level of understanding hopefully, for all the masters that I have in the Arcanists. Some I have a little more experience with still, and some clicked a little better. I still have some confusing, and, uh, like, I'm not, like, playing super optimally with Think Ironsides, sort of specifically, maybe Rasputina. Uh, but uh, I have a base level of understanding, and from there I wrote out sort of an overview about what I think about the faction, take all opinions with a grain of salt, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, drop. We're going to go ahead and drop that and uh, talk about the Arcanist faction as a whole. Um, I feel like when Al, are you close to finishing up Arcanists at all? I have like eight games left with them. Okay. Because I'm going to ten. If I was going to five, I would have one game left with Karis, and I'd be done. That was my last master to finish up too. Was Karis? Yeah, yeah. Since you're doing the five, I'm like I am almost there. But yeah, I have eight with Colette already. So, mm. uh, so when you get done with that, I'd be nice to have. I think it'd be nice to have another chat about it. I think. Yeah. Um, well, I but, just have the two. Also, so. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but those two are shared with me, so we can talk about them sort of in depth. That'd be nice. Uh, and then uh, I think as we finish other factions, like I'm getting close. Like I've got something like. Hold on, I'll pull it up. Are you you're muted because you're coughing? Sorry, when your line goes dead, it freaks me out. But it's because you're muting, right? Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've got four games left in the Neverborn since I picked up Lynch. Uh, I've got four games left in the Rezzers. I've got three games left in the Outcast, and I've got three games left in the Gremlins. So if I if I start focusing and knocking these things out. I could be a lot closer pretty quickly. Yeah. I also think I'm going to play uh, some guild at an upcoming event that we'll get to. Hey, you've got <laughs> so I, I may be playing uh, some guild at, at an upcoming event. Uh, so I'll, I'll be getting pretty close with a lot of factions, and then uh, I'll start in the next couple of episodes talking about what I think I want to do next, which I have been giving some thought to. Uh, and we'll, we'll get there when we get there, I suppose. So for now, Yay. Alan... What's first on our agenda? Hobby. Hobby. Announcements yeah. and games. Uh, first up, hobby-wise, I have done little. I bought some bases because, uh, you know, bases are good. Sure. They inspire me to do sure. stuff. Some secret weapons. 
nothing too fancy. I think I got the cobblestone ones. See, I have a secret weapon uh, 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 coupon that I need to use for some free for some free stuffs. Yeah. yeah, they make good products. Maybe for my brewmaster. And don't sponsor us. And John's <laughs> uh, I would love if they you know, did. Uh, you're listening, and you're a secret. Yeah, they give us Boy. free bases because we, we love them so much. MPO shit. <laughs> or any other people who make bases, really. Also, I'm looking <laughs> for a case. If you have a case, anyone who wants to bust free stuff. No, certainly no. So do it for free stuff. Hobbying, I I bought bases, and I got some models. And now I just need to get the models on the bases and the then the paint on the models and we'll be good. And then you're gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> That's close. Uh, I did actually paint something, but it wasn't Malifaux. I painted some some ships for drop zone, some some walkers. Just because they're so easy and it's just like, you know, just one color and just paint all of them, you know, at once. And I was just watching something, and I was just doing it while I was doing it, just to get, like, back into painting, because I haven't painted in so long. Nice. But, you know, I'm going to get back to the Malifaux painting shortly, because I, I guess let's... We're gonna, well, I'll get to that during the announcements, I guess. <laughs> so go ahead with your hobby, Rudy. I haven't done a ton of hobby uh, since I got... Um, uh, Jacob Lynch crew from Ken. All I've really done is taken the um, I've taken the uh, illuminated guy who was has the biggest gap lines ever and filled the gap lines with green stuff. I may have mentioned this in the last one. That might be how little hobby I've done is that the last thing I did. If you don't like it, it was between the last show and this show. I filled in some yeah. I filled in some old lines, but past that I haven't done much. I've been kind of busy with work. We had another tech. Um, yep. Maybe I'll take some up with me to the lake when I go up on my vacation and paint up there. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah, right. Hey, man. You're on vacation. Right. I might. I mean, it's a good time to relax and do some painting. I'll go swimming in the lake during the daytime, and I'll play cribbage in the nighttime, and then when everyone else goes to bed, I'll paint like an elf in the evening. <laughs> like okay. make, make toys in the nighttime. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So I haven't. Yeah, neither of, us, neither of us done a lot of hobby. I kind of feel bad about it. But hey, I I painted a lot of miniatures blue. <laughs> blue and some gray. But yeah, just, and silvery bits. But yeah, not not anything fun or artistic or Malifaux related. So yeah, That's I mean fine. I know that we're mistaken Malifaux podcast, but we can talk about other games, right? Yeah, yeah, that's we fine. Should. It's our after no, uh, as the cool of would say. Yep. All right. Uh, so I guess we'll move on to announcements. Uh, first off, I got a request to announce something for Don. McCormick? Uh, yes, Don McCormick from the Twitter, uh, who's at Sassy Lady nineteen seventy. Uh, she's a real cool person that we like talking about and meeting up with at con. So I'm happy to announce she's hosting a tournament. It is, doesn't have a name, but it's on June 6th at 1030 is the registration. It's at Atomic Empire in Durham, North Carolina. It'll be three rounds and 50 soul stones. Nice. Uh, yeah. So if you're in 
it, if anywhere really go because it's going to be awesome and fun <laughs> i don't care where you're from just go <laughs> yeah i mean but specifically I, durham I north carolina area if you're in if you're in carol if you're in either of the carolinas make the trip yeah, you might get to see the Maladog. Who knows? Yeah, all sorts of stuff. Just don't let that Maladog chew on your um, guild plastics, because yeah, unless they're Perdita. It was Santana, I think. <laughs> okay. Uh, no. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. So yeah, go to that. Uh, other announcements. I've got one that's for Mark that I think he made last week or two weeks ago, I guess, technically. Um, the, oh, there's, there's, there's wet coast. I don't know what the dates are. I kind of checked out on it because it's in Canada and I don't have a, I don't think I have a, the time to go because it's during something I have to do for work and B, I don't have my, um, passport. So I can't make the trip even if I wanted to, uh, without, how did you apply for a passport? How did I let my passport expire? Passport. I don't know, but I did. Uh, <laughs> like you lived five minutes from Canada. And I so never long. went. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but he is also running the OFCC, which is the Orno Fanaticus Club Challenge 2015. And those dates are July 17th through July 19th. The Malifaux Masters are to be determined, uh, but they are on July 18th and 19th. Um, I'm guessing... Oh, no, here we are. Malifaux Masters, Saturday. Uh, it looks like it's a three-game. Oh, no, it's five-game over two days. Five games over two days. I should probably have read that before I started saying anything. I think there might be... I think you might be thinking about doing some uh, other events. I don't know. But I know that he's doing the Masters, and it looks like it's... Five games, three games the first day, two games the second day. Probably a typical gaining grounds kind of stuff with a little bit of uh, a little bit of flair. Uh, I am definitely going to try and go to that one because it's in my backyard and also uh, Mark's cool and I want to be friends with him. It's <laughs> a good reason to go to tournament. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else? Because I have, I'm participating in something. Yeah, you're also uh, that's coming up next. Tuesday at Flatland Games, we're starting a new league. It's a box set brawl. So you start with a box set at 25 soul stones and then grow up from there to 50 over the course of weeks. It's going to be every Tuesday. I don't think there's a set registration. Um, starting out, we're going to do 25 soul stones and an enforcer brawl on the first night. So that'll be fun. Nice. Um, they were talking about yeah it sounds like fun looking forward to it uh, so come on out if you you know you probably don't want to travel from very far because it's every Tuesday so beautiful off the freeway Wixom Michigan it's only about an hour from the airport so you fly out every Tuesday get an Uber you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Or if you, you live in Michigan, she should come out. It'll be fun. Yeah, man. All right. And I don't think there's a name for that either. So. <laughs> uh, I thought that's what the box set brawl was. Box set brawl, not the. Oh yeah, it's the yeah sure. That sounds like a name. I think that's a name. I don't think it's the like a type of event. 
That's true. All right. Yep. In 2015, box set draw. There you go. League. Uh, my other announcement, as for uh, uh, announcements, I guess, the A and Hag, uh, I have recently found out that I am okay to clear myself from work for the requisite amount of time to go to Califo and uh, participate in the events down there. So I will see y'all at Califo. You can look for me. I will be in a orange before we begin t-shirt. I probably will not have had the time to add my mistakes were made logo to it. Um, but I will be there. I'll be in a big orange shirt and I'll be a big dude with mutton chops and glasses. Uh, and you'll see me there and I'll be playing. And if you play me, uh, I'm, not, I'm not asking for collusion, but it'd be great if you let me win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that not fair to ask? All right. no. play, play your best. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm excited to go. I'm excited. Like, I, because I missed, because I had to miss Adepticon, I was worried I wasn't going to get my, like, my big event on. Uh, but now it seems like I'm going to get to be in three relatively big events inside, like, two months. So I'm not hurting for, I'm not hurting for games up here. That's good. Mm-hmm. I'm still, yeah, that sounds good. It's it's pretty awesome. Kind of jealous about that. You should come. Yeah, just no. I I can't do that. <laughs> That's a long ticket. ways. You get a, you get an Uber. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, that's a callback. I'm like de- debating. I'm still up in the air about whether I can go to Gen Con or not. It's going to really. Oh yeah, I'm certainly not going to get to go to Gen Con. Sorry, Joe. Yeah. We're going to, I think we have to, this is an overshare. Our, um, our stupid landlord is jacking up our rent. So we're going to have to move again. Like we, we just got to the end of our first lease and it's like, Hey, thanks for being such good residents. Uh, we're going to raise your rent 20%. And I was like, we're going to look for a new apartment. Anyway, personal issues aside, uh, games, did you get any games in this week, Al? Yeah. Nice. All right. Two games. Oh, sorry. I also got, I, think <laughs> I, got in. I did. I got three games in. Cool. Ah, you, oh, you're coughing again. So, sorry. Freaks me out every so, time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I played two games. They were very similar games. They both took place at Flatland Games okay. in Wixom. I played Leviticus both times because I still haven't repacked my bag. <laughs> I got to do it one of these days. It's just so easy. It's like it's already there. It's all ready. I know what's in it. I just grab it and go. This time I had a good excuse because I was picking up my girlfriend from work and like ran home, grabbed it, and ran out the door. Not an excuse for me not doing it sooner, but Memorial Day or something. Yeah, that's a good excuse. Uh, holiday. Uh, holiday. Uh. Yeah. So I didn't read back my bag, so I played Leviticus again. The first game was two weeks ago. It was on a Tuesday night. Uh, we played Reckoning, and I brought... I went with a different sort of thing than I've been doing. I went all outcast, didn't do any of the out-of-faction hiring upgrades. Brought two trappers, Johan, the specialist, the librarian, two waifs, and Rusty. 
probably with her summoning upgrade. Uh, Joe played Lilith. He brought random three illuminated. I remember that. Ugh. And uh, a Sillerid? I don't know. He brought other filthy Neverborn stuff. It was disgusting. Oh, he brought the girl twin with the whip. Uh, Lily too. Lily too. And somebody else. Tannin. That was the other one. Oh, and a doppelganger. Yes, I remembered his whole list. Where'd it go? Yeah. That was awesome. That was two weeks ago. I should have wrote that down. It would have been way easier to remember. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the in the reckoning, I don't remember the schemes because I didn't get any points for them. <laughs> it might have been plant explosives. Might have been. Might have been. Uh, it's not important. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of important, but <laughs> you got, you got <laughs> it didn't really come up in the game. It really didn't seem like it. Um, bodyguard. Bodyguard was one of them. That's how I got some points. Did he get his points? He got five of his points, and I got three of my points. He might have got six. Mm. I don't remember. I don't think we actually ended up adding it up. It was pretty brutal by the end there. Um, so it started out really good for me. On turn one, I just activated two trappers and shot Lilitu to death. Nice. It's uh, so like she, like I activated one trapper and shot her, and then he activated her, walked her, and then I shot her with the other one, and she died, which was awesome. That's a good way to start a game. Uh, but he still had three illuminated, so that was less good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I played really far back. I had a bunch of shooting, obviously, with my crew, so I wasn't really pushing forward too much. Trying to stay back in its reckoning, so I didn't really need to. I got one point for reckoning over the whole game, which was cool. Uh, Levy was doing some work. I was still sort of getting the hang of him, I think, at this point. Just I'm, I'm still like, wasn't really. At the time, I hadn't played him in like a month and a half, so I was like, when do I charge? When do I shoot? When, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. Getting a little confused. Um, but yeah, he's fun. <laughs> the <laughs> biggest mistake I made, this was really funny actually. Uh, I, for some reason had it in my head that Rusty had three AP, like she had nimble or like a com like an extra shot. So I just proceeded to like walk her back. Like I, she was my bodyguard, right? So she was outside of eight inches. So I walk her back and take one shot at an illuminated, try and kill it for another reckoning point. And then I'm like, oh, and then I walk back. I'm like, what? Oh, right. <laughs> You're not nimble. What am I thinking? Like, what? What? That was really bad. Like, on, on turn five. On turn five. That was my plan. Just like, let me just retreat. And yeah, that's great. <laughs> Yeah, this was after Joe had breakthrough pretty much sewn up. He had managed to sneak by some illuminated, get him into the backfield, which was not good for my uh, defending against breakthrough. Um, what, else? what else did we have going on in this game? Oh, he had a really good move that was brutal against me. He came up and he rooted Leviticus and Rusty on a turn. 
which just like and then nothing was in range of rusty <laughs> or leviticus so i had to use a i used a waif at that point i think i had an extra like i still had three way or two waifs so i used one of the waifs as a with lure with leviticus's other zero ability to yank him over to her and then shot an illuminated and proceeded to not kill it because i couldn't kill illuminated all game i kept getting them down no to like one wound no one can ever what? no one can kill illuminated it's just that they don't well, i think they have we'll talk um, about that in the, does we'll talk about die. that later okay no no uh, no they yeah they're pretty tough and i just you know if you don't put them down they just heal so quickly yeah it's just like uh yeah. i think i killed one with his ability to it's like well that was fruitful no it was against you yeah, with his against you and you had illuminated maybe it was dan i don't remember i think it was oh, he uh, dan no i think it was you i was using a valedictorian I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. I used the valedictorian and it buried a, he bar I buried. I was playing Terra. Azure Terra. I buried a, a, an illuminated. And then I killed an illuminated for a point. And then the other illuminated came out and kicked the crap out of my, I think, Dead Rider. Does this sound familiar to you? Sounds vaguely familiar, yes. Maybe. I don't remember. We talked about it in an earlier episode, I'm sure. No, that was way before. Oh no, then this was this was, was long, because this was um, it was on Vassalon, it was recently. Okay. Because I haven't played Illuminated in like a year. Oh, okay. Except for with Mizaki a couple times, but yeah. Uh so that was game that game, like I said. Ended up getting two points for bodyguard and one for reckoning. I think Joe got two for Reckoning and three for Breakthrough. And I killed his bodyguard target, which I think was Tannen. Oh, that's a good choice. Or it might have been... Uh, I, I think I, he had bodyguard and I killed his target, I think. I'm, I might be remembering wrong, but that sounds familiar. Uh, yeah, so that was that. He uh, played really well against me. Lilith is pretty good against... The uh, Leviticus. It's very good. I, I always listen to him talk about how Leviticus is the anti, is the anti Joe. Like it's his kryptonite. Oh yeah, no, I was playing really bad. That's why he, he beat me. Okay. <laughs> it, it was. I, I don't think. I don't think it's because. Yeah. I, yeah. I just didn't play very well that game. There was a lot of little mistakes, and just like silliness that I did. Like. I had the option to kill an illuminated and just for some reason didn't. I was like, oh, I really want the trigger so I can summon an abomination. I was like, no, just kill it. And I, and then I was like, well, I'll just get it on the next one. And then messed up and didn't. So, you know, <laughs> just stupid stuff like that. Because I hadn't played him in two months. You know, that's what yeah. happens. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, that was uh, the first game. Do you want me to talk about my second game since it was so similar? Sure, yeah. Or do you want to talk about one of your games? I can, two of my games are relatively similar too, so I can I, I'll, I can whip through mine pretty quick. All right. So the second game was at Flatland Games against Joe. Uh, I was playing Outcasts with Levy, and he was playing Neverborn with Dreamer. Ah. This was an interesting one because uh, he played a game B 
before, I, like, I got there a little late, and he was already playing a game versus Leviticus. <laughs> so, poor Joe. Uh, yeah, yeah, they were they were playing. Uh, rec no reconnoiter, I think is what they had. I wasn't really paying attention. I was chatting with Bud and sort of wandering over every once in a while, but not actually watching. Uh, but then when they finished up, Joe wanted to, or offered to play another game. I don't know if he wanted to, but <laughs> he said, you know, because I'd been waiting, and he was like, oh, let's play a game. And I was like, okay, sorry, all I have is Leviticus, really. <laughs> so he did a thing he usually does in that situation and didn't change his crew at all. I think he swapped out like one or two models, maybe. I think it was just one. Uh to try and modify a little bit for the new strategy we did, guard the stash. The scheme pool was make them suffer, bodyguard, entourage, breakthrough, and uh, line in the sand. So I brought Leviticus in this game. I went with the Pariah Bone for the undead guys, which I love so much, especially in guard the stash. Flesh constructs are awesome. Uh, brought two doxies, the flesh, two flesh constructs. Uh, Johan, librarian and specialist, with the two waifs. Dropped Rusty, which felt like it would be tough because of make them suffer, and I wanted to do make them suffer. But Leviticus is pretty good at making stuff dead. At least one thing a turn, yeah. Oh, That's sort of his job. Yeah. Models. Yeah. So. I figured I'd get at least two points on that, depending on... And I knew he was playing Summoning Dreamer, so I figured, you know, there's going to be some stuff I'll get to kill pretty easily. Yeah. And and if you uh, are going to kill stuff that Dreamer summons, you do want to do it in one hit, otherwise he's just going to heal it back up. Yep. This uh, game went very differently from the other game. My opening hand was ridiculous. I had like a 9... A two elevens, a twelve, a thirteen, and the red joker, or something like that, uh, which turned out to be really good because of the dead doxy's ability to push levy around. I waited for him to move some stuff up. I moved some stuff up. He lured my flesh construct, uh, and then I proceeded to move, make the dead doxy's walk Leviticus up, so he was just in range of. Uh, What's her name? Lulitu. He, uh... Did I shoot her? No, I think I charged her. Yeah, that was awesome. I charged her with Leviticus, punched her to death in one hit with the Red Joker, <laughs> and then... No, I didn't. I didn't use the Red Joker. I, his, her, his, minimum, his max damage is 8 on his punch. Yeah. Which was enough to kill her. And then I shot his uh, Mr. Graves that he had with his gun and he got the Red Joker for six damage. So... <laughs> and then he was a good first turn from Leviticus. And yeah, and then I buried. <laughs> yeah, I buried and moved back and ran away. So that was a really good first turn. Um, I didn't go over his crew. He had Dreamer, some amount of Daydreams, uh, Doppelganger, Lulitu, Graves, maybe something else. I think he brought both. No, he didn't bring either of the twins. He summoned both of them. Yeah, he'll, you streamer, streamer does that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't have either twin. 
And he can heal both of them twofold before he ends his activation, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he did pretty much that on turn one. So I didn't feel nearly as bad about killing Luli too. <laughs> felt really good, actually. I was like, this is awesome. But no, uh, what else did he have? He had to have had more stuff than that, right? Yeah, probably. I mean, he brought the, he brought the summoning upgrade, so that's six whole stones. Oh, uh, wow. That, that's expensive. Yeah. It's expensive for a reason. Yeah. I'm in a stupid number of models from it. Um, yep. Including a Teddy. Like, if you get perfect circumstances, you can totally summon yep. a Teddy with him. Yep. He brought some other stuff. Yeah, definitely. He definitely brought a list. Uh, I'm, blanking, <laughs> I'm blanking on it, though. It's funny because I just played this game yesterday. Uh... <laughs> you remember all so much about your other game. <laughs> well, a lot of stuff died. I feel like he brought more models. Oh, he brought three Illuminated. That's what he did. Because <laughs> he's a jerk. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, well, all right, three Illuminated. I just assumed that was implied. No, so that was his list, yeah. Three Illuminated <laughs> Graves. Do um, also heal from his aura, or is it just Nightmares? Mm, I don't know. It didn't come up in our game. I assume they don't because he wasn't using it, I think. Um, but I'm not 100% on that. Uh, so, oh, the schemes on this one. He took, un, he revealed Entourage on Dreamer and didn't reveal his other one. I revealed nothing. I took Bodyguard on the Librarian and Make Them Suffer. His unrevealed one was Make Them Suffer. So that was fun. I, uh, Started off just moving up stuff uh, really slow. When well, another uh, friendly model within six inches activates, it immediately heals three minus the waking condition. So yes, wow. if, he, if he is at nothing, uh, no waking condition, and he and a, and a illuminated activates within three, it regenerates two, it wakings three, and it can build shaper for a minimum of five, six to nine damage. Nice. With uh, hard to kill, hard to oh not hard to kill, hard to wound and uh, armor. Yeah. Oh. Good. He didn't really take advantage of that in this game. They're kind of spread out a little bit just because of the guard, the stash. Yeah. Uh, he deployed one illuminated in the doppelganger on the left side, and dreamer and everything else was sort of in between some stuff on the right side. And I spread out pretty far actually. I had like the librarian and the specialist off on the left. And a waif over there, obviously, and a flesh construct, and then everything else was on the right with Leviticus sort of in the middle. Mm. Um, he lured my one flesh construct up turn one, and then proceeded to beat on him turn two, like like with ridiculous amounts of models. Like I think the guy survived like two illuminated attacks from charges after getting shot by illuminated on turn one, and then. Chompy popped out and he survived Chompy's attacks Jeez. to deny make them suffer until like it was ridiculous. It was like, how is this thing still alive? It just kept like barely beating him out. Um, I think he even I got him to get it to zero cards on that turn because he wanted to kill it so bad. <laughs> that was turn three. He went down to zero, but he did manage to kill it. He was like, well, I can cheat in and kill it. And you only have one double activation. <laughs> But yeah, no, the flesh construct was really good that game. 
Oh, are you playing poison bone on people? You? Because you can bring him in either. I was playing bone because I had the doxies. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I like the doxies a lot. The Leviticus because they can help you with your positioning. If for charges, because he has a really short charge range, only six, five. His charge range is very short. Somewhere, and then you could put you somewhere safe, and yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or push over to a way, push away, push away. You know, they're and especially in guard the stash as well, because you, you could push, push one guy away, or you could push one. You can push one friendly towards one of the of the pillars, and you can push yourself towards the other yeah. one. There's, they just give you a lot of flexibility in in games where positioning matters. Awesome. Um, and they're six stones, so they're they're anchors. Uh, I had after turn one when I just blew up Lily two and killed. Uh, almost killed graves he resummoned Luli too but his hand wasn't nearly as good as the first turn so he couldn't summon a bunch of other stuff and i proceeded to just summer. send an abom send an abomination after her that i had summoned off of killing her the first time around <laughs> and uh johan ran up and he went after graves flesh construct moved up they were just a lot of like combat around the stash markers and i just I, kept winning the combat by like a bit here's my the question that's been on my mind since i first heard johan and the dreamer did you get to relic camera the tyrant at all no Ugh. he was on the other side of the board i always yeah, wanted didn't to come up. try that like versus hamlin i, really, I want to take the, the three relic camera list against hey up against hamlin yeah, that would be. You gotta fun. play in like it would be a Colette list, which would be Colette and Captain and Taylor and Johan. Yeah, and just go to town. Oh, yeah. all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you need all of four, all three of them. Why not? But it'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, he uh, did some work. He killed Graves. He was a good anchor. He got me stash points. And yep, flesh construct did work. Leviticus went crazy in this game. He after turn one, turn two, he killed an illuminated, and shot somebody for more damage. Turn three, he killed an illuminated and shot somebody for damage. Oh, it was pretty good. Yeah. Yep, he was just yeah. I guess if you could drop crazy. eight damage on a yeah, well, I guess you need a little more than eight, but. My, they only have seven wounds, right? But they have armor, right? Call me armor one. Armor one. Okay, yeah. If you eight hit wounds them, is the exact amount of wounds you want to hit them. What for. you're saying is, if you have minimum damage eight, illuminated aren't so bad. Or yeah, well, if you can take two wounds to give yourself a positive, and then just make sure you're at a straight flip every time and have a severe in your hand. Yeah. Which I did a lot. I mean, a lot. The specialist was awesome. I I really enjoying that model. The one that Thanks burns to people? Ian for pointing him out. Yeah, he's fun. I just, it's just a fun thing. Nice. He's got blasts. He can discard markers, which didn't come up, but could come up and be fun. Uh, he, yeah, he had a good couple of good shots where he he managed to kill the doppelganger on uh, by shooting my own guy and blasting onto her. He uh, managed to get some burning on some illuminated, which helped to kill him, and onto Lilu, which went onto Lilitu, which is always fun. 
<laughs> I put burning on him. And, you know, just good times. Nice. But it was really one-sided. I just kept winning a lot of duels and slowly pushing up. I almost tabled him. He had a daydream left that ran away. It was just a silly game. It was fun, though. Great <laughs> game, as always, against Joe. I liked playing Lots against Joe. Lots of joking. Like, I like when I'm losing against Joe, I still feel like I'm having a good time. Yep. Which is sort All of right. uncomfortable. So I had two games with my friend Justin uh, at Guardian Games Portland. Uh, I had literally one game left to play with Karis. And that was all I had to do to be done with the faction. So I went in with the intention of playing Karis regardless of the scheme and strategies. Um, and, uh, and he was looking to play potentially Victorious, potentially Leviticus. He didn't really know. He's looking at buying the Terra box. And so Dan, who was there, was like, well, if you want to borrow my Terra box to play Terra... You can play Terra. So my first game was Karis versus Terra. I believe it was... Um, oh, man. Turf War? No, I think the first one was... I don't remember. This was, this was two weeks ago. I didn't take any notes. I forgot to write them down. Did I forget to write them down? Hold on, wait. Hold on, wait. They're, they're not in the show page. Unless yeah, you have some okay. secret place that you built them. <laughs> I did not put them in the notes. Then. Okay. Uh, they're, they're definitely not. Okay. So it was it was Terra versus uh, uh, Karis. And it was it was a really interesting game because like I had this I, I finally decided I was gonna go away from drag and drop Karis, uh, which is the one that gives wings of fire and lets you play scheme markers. There weren't a lot of scheme markers in the pool, so I didn't want to bring that. There was a lot of killing things. I think it might have been reckoning. Um, so I was I was attempting to bring Karis in so that she could use her other limited upgrade, which let burning turn into healing instead of burning damage. Um, and it was working really well until about turn three, when he swung uh, the strong arm suit in, and just decimated Karis and the captain in like one go. They both. <coughs> I think I think she died to a red joker and the captain died to something else. Like they, they were just they got smoked both in the same turn. It was just it was devastating. So at that point I had left uh a Corfi duet, two large arachnids, and a silent one. Uh and those four models were able to kill enough things, stay alive long enough, and achieved my my schemes well enough that I think I ended up coming back and winning the game by one. Um, nice. It was like I right when Karis and the captain both died, I was like, well, do you just, I maybe I just want to re-rack. Maybe I just want to re-rack. No, nah, I'm gonna go for it. Uh, and so we went for it, and I was able to pull it back. It's like it's at the end of the game, I literally 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 turned to Dan, who was playing against uh, uh, I think a new player. Uh, and I was like, that just goes to show. Never never give up. Never surrender. And I was like, where's that from? Uh, oh, yeah, Toy Story. It's Toy Story. So I Toy Storyed all over Justin. Um, then we realized it was only like 8.30. Our games, Justin and I's games go pretty quick. He's a quick player. I'm a quick player. At tournaments, we're almost always done like half an hour before anyone else is starting to, to, to wind up. So it's like 
do you want to do you want to go again? It's like, yeah, sure. It's like, well, I mean, I'm technically out of needing to play Karis games, but I do have one game left to play with Tara. Do you want to swap? And he was like, you know, I've wanted to play Karis. So he played a Karis with drag and drop. Uh, he played like a basic Karis box set kind of thing where he brought um, the he brought gunsmiths and he brought um, some other MNSU folk. I think he brought Johan. And my Terra crew was basically the same as his, except I swapped out the. Um, I kept the strong arm. Nothing beast. I swapped out the nothing good. I swapped out the nothing beast is good, but I swapped out the nothing beast for uh, <laughs> the last, um, because I wanted the ranged attack damage. Um, I think that we were doing turf war. Yeah, we were doing turf war, um, and we. It was it was a uh, it was a really fun game. It was a really tight game all the way through. Uh, I felt like I was in control through most of the game, but then near the end of round four or five, a lot of my stuff sort of started get getting picked off, or burning was starting to really kick in and, and take out some of my models. Um, but the last turn of the game was like so just so perfect, where he was doing stuff and he had taken one thing for granted. He thought that he had brought the student of conflict to give Karis fast occasionally, and he forgot that the student of conflict was a, a peon, insignificant, doesn't count towards turf war. And so at the end of the game, we finished our last thing. His last model to go was like, okay, cool. So I think I score turf war and I score such and such. He's like, I was like, do do you score turf war? It's like, yeah, I've got the Karis and I got the student of conflict. I was like, well, the student of conflict is technically a peon, and he's like, oh man. Can we do the last couple of things again? So we reround it. So I think I won nine to seven in the way the game played out. Then we we reround we rewound it, and he won nine to eight, and then we rewound it again, and we tied nine to nine. <laughs> so like the last two activations had like a three point swing that could have happened. That's crazy. Um, depending on you know. Who activated what? Who act, who yeah. ended the activation where? Like it's it's sometimes activations count that much, uh, but they were they were all really good games. Afterwards, Justin turned to me and goes, "Rudy, I really like playing games against you because it's like they're always really hard games, but if I try hard enough, I can beat you." That's like what what are you, what are you trying to say? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I took it with a great assault. I, I really enjoy my games against Justin because uh, it, they're fun. Like he 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 plays quickly and uh, and I play quickly back, and so every game is not this like intense move counter move thing that like I have to really like. I can I can just be like ah, so so and so so I'm gonna charge in. Oh, that's great. I'm just gonna charge in. And so I throw, you know, I throw a model in. Out. That's actually what happened is I, I threw Karis a little too far to try to get the healing bubble on more people, and that left the charge lane open for uh, the strong arm suit. So, like, I'm going into the game. I'm not stressing out about making the optimal move every time, and that allows the games to be more fun and, and sort of uh, fast-paced, which I, which I like about playing the game with people who play like that. Um, yeah. It's nice for uh, pickup games especially. Yeah, you can just be loose and not worry about it, and you know, as long as you're, you know, you pay attention to what you're doing, and maybe you learn something new that you haven't done before too. Yeah, just because you're not thinking of what you've done every time. 
It's always good. Well, yeah, on the flip side of that, my last game I played was against Dan Johnson of the Before We Begin podcast. Uh, I I was playing my first game in Ten Thunders and my first game with Jacob Lynch, and he was playing – I was presuming since he declared Resurrectionist, he was going to continue his Nico stomping tradition where he just brings Nico and stomps all over me. So I was prepared to fight Nico. My list was Lynch, uh, Tashiro with Command the Graves, so that when if he didn't use Mwahaha like immediately, I was going to start stealing corpses for, you know, handing out uh, focus or summoning um, Ashigaru, right? Um, yeah. And then I brought uh, Yin the Panenigalanigan uh, and Tannin to be a one-two punch around McMorning to try and keep him alive and also be my bodyguard target. Because I think Yin as a bodyguard target is great, but Yin as a bodyguard target within six inches of Janin is disgusting. Uh, and then yeah. and then I brought, <laughs> uh, I brought a 10 Thunders brother and a stitch together and uh, depleted. I was trying to keep my model count relatively low because um, Distract was in the pool, and I didn't want to bring just a ton of Depleted. But after seeing who he chose and what schemes he chose, I kind of wish I had because they were the only thing that was going to stop the onslaught of McMorning and his uh, Flesh Constructs fam. What, what was the strategy? It was, uh, uh, was Guard the Stash. Why didn't you bring Illuminated, Rudy? Because I was interested in doing, <laughs> I was I was preparing. Okay. I was too busy spending two points. Bring, on I brought. Did you bring Hungering Darkness? I did bring Huggy. Yes, I did. Okay, bring good. No, I brought Kami Atachi yeah. because I thought that'd be funny. No, I brought I brought Hungering Darkness. Um, <laughs> I brought the Stitched because I wanted to be able to gamble your life and Game of Chance oh, to yeah. get more cards in hand. I brought the. Ten Thunders brother, because you can use his zero action, and if you've got the ace of yeah, Rams, you got the fun ace thing, yeah. You can free you mm -hmm. can free draw a card, discard the ace, and then you get it back. It's just like I'm just going to draw cards. Yep. Uh, I brought yeah. Toshiro to try and cancel out Nicodem, and I brought you know, yeah, I, I, I got it. I'm just giving you guff. But yes, if it's had fun. I brought Illuminated, it probably would have been a little different, but not a ton different because Illuminated doesn't have hard to kill, which means if he hits you twice. For minimum damage, okay. So yeah, no. With the armor, it might be a bigger deal. But the poison in the like, he brought. Okay, so he brought McMorning. He brought Sebastian. He brought a flesh construct. He bought a rogue necromancy, and he brought Rafkin, and I think he brought a couple of dogs. Yeah, to tie me up and scheme run and stuff. Mm -hmm. And he found this like he he. I had sort of sectioned myself off in this area where I could potentially take cover and hold uh, uh, one of the markers sort of in this hallway thing. But what had happened was he crammed me in the hallway. He choked me with poison, and then he threw um, Sebastian in a really well, easily defensible like tower area where I couldn't get to him. And he could always see everyone, which meant anyone with poison was taking like six damage a turn. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it just, it just ate through everybody. 
and then I also pushed a little too far forward with Lynch on turn two, which let McMorning, you know, do his plastic surgery push and charge and take out McMorning at the top of turn three, uh, which was Lynch, sort of off. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lynch is uh, pretty vulnerable. Yeah, I and that's and that's what like I I went to. I went to my support group. No, uh, I went to the sort of the the chat group that I'm in about Malifaux and, and was like, well, I kind of got destroyed with Lynch. I think I know why I did. And they're like, yeah, I mean, knowing how and when to space with Lynch and, and feeling out, you know, your engagement ranges with him is the learning curve. Um, but it is tough against McMorning. Yeah, because that's he just character. he puts himself where it was. Like his engagement range is ridiculous so yeah i mean he can if yeah he's alone it's very hard to he can push himself avoid five he can walk five inches and then he can charge six inches or whatever like he can be lots of places and still do tons of damage um mm-hmm. so play McMorning. Oh, he's good he's real good uh spoiler alert i might be playing him at califo a little bit uh we'll figure it out um so cool so I think I think I need to play more Lynch. I really enjoyed what I what I did, how I did get to play. Problem was, once Lynch was down, I I fallen into the trap that I often tell myself not to fall into, which was I built most of my list around the idea of being able to discard aces for cool shit. And every time I try and build a list that's all about this one thing, if you lose your Lynch pin, if you pardon my pun, um, all of those things are sort of pointless now. There's not real and like Lynch died when I had three aces in hand because I was gearing up for a 52 card pickup, and so now I have a hand that's full of garbage <laughs> because I can't discard it to do anything cool with it, and I can't throw them away to do a bunch of damage at the end of the turn. I'm just I have half a hand. Um, all in all, it was a good game. Uh, I learned a lot. I lost terribly. Uh, we, I think we called it on turn four. Dan was really like, "Look, man, if you don't if you don't want to finish this game out, I'm not going to feel bad about it." I was like, "Yeah, I mean, let's logic it out. I have bodyguard on Yin. You had taken out Tannen and, and the other support, and I'd sort of started running for it. I probably would have gotten full points for bodyguard unless he like really got lucky with some fresh flesh construct swings. Um, I wasn't going to get points for. I'd gotten, I think, two points." for um, the strategy, so I probably would have ended at five. My other one was protect territory, and I didn't have enough things left alive to be able to place scheme markers. Or was it distract? Might have been distract. The scheme pool was really rough for me, too. Like I didn't have anything I, I really wanted to play. Uh, I think my biggest mistake was, was, of course, pushing Lynch too far forward and letting him die early. Uh, I should have just let him have the plus one strategy point and, and engage from a distance a bit or push Yin and Tannen up a little further so that they could support him through uh, the, the no cheating aura and stuff like that. The cool thing was uh, at one point in time when McMorning was attacking him, it's like you, you attack, you cheat, you take damage. You're going to be able to cheat damage. Uh, you cheat that damage, you're going to take more damage. So like every time he swung at me and cheated, he was taking a ton of damage. Then I would stone to prevent. I would take no damage. He took four damage to do zero damage to me. That was fun. Um, and if it makes it so that in order to cheat, you have to take damage, and then also you have to discard in order to do so. And I've also cheated face down, so you don't know what I've played. It makes it very hard to want to cheat. 
Um, yeah. So I think I think that foundation is there. I like that a lot. Um, it's just a matter mm -hmm. of learning how to be aggressive with him from a distance as opposed to doing what I normally do with the masters that I like to play, your Mei Fangs, your, um, you know, your Lady Justices, your McMornings. I need to learn to play the midfield master. I'm good at long range. I'm good at short so, range. I need to play midfield. So you're playing Lynch uh, in 10 Thunders. Did you bring, like, misdirection? I did not. Yeah, that's also good for I brought in the line. I brought... Um, <laughs> Especially against Rezzers who love the melee. I brought... Well, one of them does. Well, and with aces and... Actually, that's really okay. good. I should do that. <laughs> I'm going to do that when I play Lynch. Misdirection on Lynch. <laughs> oh, yeah, that seems uh, good. Yeah. Uh, I think the other thing I could have done is I think that, that scheme and strategy list would have been better from a, at least on that map, uh, better as a um, Lucas McCabe list. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I probably should have not fallen into the, the shinies and I want to play Lynch and gone with that's something that I've been struggling yeah. a lot with through the challenge is I have these masters who I feel like I have to play. And so I sort of shoehorn them into schemes and strategies they don't necessarily fit in. So not only am I playing mm -hmm. something I'm kind of unfamiliar with, I'm playing something that's not super optimized for the, for the, for the flop that we've got. Um, so yeah. yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to point where I don't have to play a certain number of games with a certain number of masters. And it's more about, you know, I think, and this is an interesting transition. I think for my next challenge, I want to try and choose the two or three masters from each faction that I feel like I can be um, really competitive with and start keeping track like Adam from Cheated Fates, what master I chose, what schemes I chose, how I did with the crew that I did, like really start chronicling the specifics of the crews that I take and, and the, the success rates of those things um, so I can get hard numbers for that. Uh, it might be, I yeah. think that's where we're going to go next. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know, I think that's why I like the 10 games more. I get a little more flexibility in what I do. It's yeah. true. And it's, and there's like, there's more time to run up. Like I can play five games in a row with somebody, you know, real easy. Yeah. Without having to, you know, worry about it. So I think that that's part of why I've been, I've been liking that, like, you know, I played Colette like five or six games in a row and stopped, and you know, I still can play her a little more. Mm -hmm. Or I can just keep going like I did with Mizaki and just knock out, you know, 12 games with her. Yeah. But, yeah. All right, so that brings us to the M and Hag, the math portion. <laughs> oh. uh, I'm up to 87 ah. games overall uh, played with, well, 87 for this challenge, I've played more than 87 games of Malifaux. <laughs> but, uh, out of 140 now with Leviticus, so I'm at 62% to 10 games. I'm kind of interested where I'd be with five games, but go ahead. I am at 83 games played out of 105 games played now with Lynch. That puts me at 79 total with 22 games to go. If I was only going, if I was going to five, I would have like twelve games left. <laughs> if I was That's going crazy. to ten, I would have 
a lot of games. <laughs> a lot more games. <laughs> I only have two masters that I have four masters who are in it five games. And those are Kyrus, who has one left, Lucius, who has one left, Pandora, and Somer, who both have uh, at zero right no now. Mistakes. All of my masters are at two games or more. Nice. Except Lynch, who's at one game, but that's just because I only played one game. Of Actually, yeah, I didn't have cool. my list. I'm at 84 out of 105, which is more like 80% played. Uh, Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. What's uh, up and, next? And in my uh, overall, I have officially closed out five games played with Arcanists. Like I said, that was my last game with Karis. That puts me at 100% with Karis. And just as sort of a thought experiment, I figured I would write down my overviews and take questions from the Twitterverse uh, about how I felt about the Arcanist as a faction as a whole from a sort of intermediate standpoint now. Uh, so my disclaimer is I haven't tried Marcus. I don't know. He wasn't on my list. I hear he's great. I've seen him be really, really, really good. But there's something about the Beastmaster aesthetic that I just don't get behind. Maybe one day I'll bite the bullet and go for it, but not today. Um, so I asked myself a few questions before I started sort of laying out my thoughts. Uh, that was, what do I think the faction is overall good at? What masters do I think are good for specific strategies and why? Um, what models are standouts for strengths and schemes for, for bringing things and why? Um, and what master do I think is, is com most competitive for me in the faction and what master is most fun for me uh, in, the, in the faction? And then, and then the community questions. Are you, did you meet yourself or am I gone? Are you there? Can't tell if you're there. Can't tell if I'm there. You're not there. You're gone. Alan is gone. I think he's boycotting me. Why would he boycott me though? He's back. He's muted. Hey, there we are. He's not no, muted. I was out of the call. I had to restart my okay. call. Okay, no worries. I let I had authentication error or something. Weak. You did sort of start sounding like you were going garbledy. It was weird, but that's okay. You were going garbledy. No, I was doing fine. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> you sounded garbledy. <laughs> that's why I was like, wait, what? And then my call cut out. Anyway. Uh, moving so my on. First question, right, my first so question. You're done talking about Arcanus. Yes, absolutely. Nailed it. Okay. Done and done. <laughs> Where are the questions at, Rudy? Can I read the, the first question, I, I sort of went over those, uh, but I'm, I'll edit all that out, so I'll just start again. Um, the first question was, what is the faction overall good at? The second question is, what masters are good at which strategy? Which masters do I think are good at which strategies and why? Um, what models are good for what schemes and strategies and why? And... Uh, and then, who do I think is who do I think I'm most competitive with, and who do I have the most fun playing? Um, those are sort of the big breakdown questions. And then the user questions we'll get to when we're answering the user questions. So, wow. uh, what do I think the faction is overall good at? Um, 
I think as a faction, we're a little bit tougher than the Neverborn, and we're a little bit faster than the Guild. Uh, and we have a lot of sneaky ways of putting out scheme markers. Um, that's with things like, you know, the general hire of the Magician's Assistant through the Mannequins. Um, other things like uh, the tricks that you can get into with Malifaux Raptors. Um, we have some excellent tough models like Gunsmiths and Steam Arachnids and Metal Gammon. We have ranged attackers. We have defensive attackers. We have speedy things. We have a ton of tricks. Um, the problem with that is you have to own a lot of the tricks. Like I feel really bad because I didn't get to play any Mole Man and I didn't get to play any Soulstone Miners because I don't own them. So I felt like I was. Uh, th there are some really great ways to do some things that I was doing in a couple of the games that I lost at um, uh, 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 Breaching the Foe, which if I had had a Mole Man or a, um, or a Soulstone Miner, I would have had another option for, another cheaper option for. Um, but yes, I think we have a lot of we have a lot of good tricks to do a lot of different things. There are some easy counters to us. Like if you hear that you're we're going to be playing against uh, an Arcanist, you're probably going to see some constructs. We don't have very many terrifying objects. We don't have a ton of um, we have a ton of things with armor. So if you can ignore armor, you're going to be pretty good at stomping out the constructs that we bring. Uh, so if you bring Johan or anybody who has armor ignore uh you're going to be able to get through a lot of ramos crews a lot of raspy crews a lot of karis crews a lot of may crews all of almost every um arcanist crew has a place for a construct in it uh if johan ends up going against a marcus or an iron size that's going all living you might be hosed but whatever rebel yell can get rid of burning or paralyzed or whatever the uh it could get rid of um mm, mm, that thing that makes you a beast maybe yeah, uh, rabies. So, yeah, I think it's rabies. Fer feral. I think it's what the dogs give. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I think that we're uh, we're good, and if you know what your opponent is playing against, they're we're pretty easy to hard counter. Colette, however, is mm -hmm. just a beast. Uh, what masters do you think are good for which strategies and why? I uh, like I said, I think Colette because she's a force multiplier. If you give her good hitters, she's gonna make them better hitters. If you get her good scheme runners, they're gonna be better scheme runners. If you give them, if you give her defensive models, she's gonna give them better ways to be defensive and, and buff them up and push them around. Uh, if you build your crew yeah. around the schemes and strats, Colette will be the mastermind for it. Um, she might struggle at things like turf war and distract because her one of her biggest strengths is slipperiness. I also think she might struggle with reconnoiter interference as her model count can be kind of low sometimes. And it's hard to maintain higher than average model counts through the game. But she is decent at getting people out of engagement and pushing people into or out of the, the non-counting zones uh, could help her with uh, interference, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I think that her strongest one is squatter's rights just because you can use all kinds of pushes and interacts and things to make multiple target. Like you can push performer into a scheme marker or a turf marker, have her flip it while engaged and then teleport her out. 
and all of that will yeah. happen without you getting a chance to activate, and that's just kind of gross. I think I'd put Headhunter up there too for the same reasons. Oh God, yes. Her her Headhunter can... like Headhunter is made for her. She can prompt somebody to hit somebody and then drop a head outside of an inch and then prompt them to move and pick up the head. Yeah. Well, because you get the three, the push, and then the action. So crazy. Yep. No. Uh, she's great for that. I guess other masters you played so raspy. What's she good at? Uh, raspy Tina. Uh, she's reckoning. She's a, a better shooty crew than Karis in a lot of things. I think she's really good at doing damage from range. She's great at reckoning. She's good at collect the bounty. You really got awful at Headhunter. Yeah, I could see that being um, tough. I think that given the right kind of crew, she could probably do Reckoning well because she could spread out along a side and hold it pretty well and blast anything that comes into the into the quarter. Um, mm -hmm. In that way, she could probably control her Reckoning squares well. She's probably not going to push into their Reckoning squares, but... Um, if you want to do things like uh, take prisoner, you can potentially chain paralyze things and keep them that way. Uh, but yeah, mostly killy stuff, I guess. Yeah. She might be okay at she might be okay at um, turf war or uh, guard the stash because if you throw yeah. a cup if you throw a couple of silent ones and a couple of ice golems in the mix. You know, the Ice Golem can hold the square pretty well with armor, and you give him some defense with a Metal Gammon. Yep. And then the Silent One starts shooting into melee and healing him up from range and using your zero action to heal him. All right. So that could be good. You know, I got, uh, a, I got a fun way we should have did this from the start. Go ahead. Which Arcanist Master would you take in what strategy and then what you know and if i name a strategy which one would you be bringing hit me that, that's, that's a more fun way so let's uh let's start with the hard ones so uh stake a climb stake a claim is one of two things uh usually i end up going with colette because her ability to push people up the table quickly is great um and if you have a cassandra upfield she can, you know, take a, she can take a two action, then nimble, and then the next turn she yeah. can take another. She can nimble and take a two action. Um, you yeah. can also do the same sort of thing with the Corfi and the Corfi duet. Basically, if you don't quick. have quite enough walk, she can push you that extra bit so that the next turn you can also still take a a, a, yeah. a claim marker. Yeah, we already talked about Clint. All right, what about uh, claim the bounty? Which one would you, who would you bring in that one? Uh, maybe Rasputina, maybe um, Ironsides. Collective Bounty is is cool because it's all about killing things while not dying. I think Ironsides would be fun because her ability to kill things on the defensive would be really cool. Like you, if you were trying to go at her with anything that was wasn't at least a little bit tough in melee, yeah. you can get you can be getting points from the defensive stance, which is great. Uh, Mayfang's the same sort of way. Like you can get a bunch of points doing that and bring Kelly Cruz, but Rasputina is yeah. probably really good at that because choose her targets pretty well. Yeah. How about uh, Turf War? Turf War, I'm probably going Ramos. 
or potentially uh, Ironsides. In Ironsides list, it's all about getting her and one other tough target, like a Rail Golem or a, um, like Spiders or something, in there, and then keeping yeah, them yeah. up with, with healing, uh, because mm -hmm. things are going to have to come in there to do things. Same with, um, same with the Protect the Bounty, I would say. Yeah, but in a Ramos State, crew, uh, it's like I'm just gonna go ahead and stash. Fighters, guard the stash. In yeah, uh, yeah. Um, because Ramos there any difference for guard the stash or no? I mean, a little bit. You you want to be able to do it in crews, I think. Ramos is probably good at guard the stash as well as Turfo because he could summon two spiders and then eat in the very middle, and then one could go yeah. west to one of the markers, and one could go east to the other, um, and that could be late in the game, late in yeah, the that's turn. Fun. All right, so we did those two. How about uh, the reckoning slash interference? I guess you reconnoiter slash interference. Yeah, reconnoiter, reconnoiter slash interference. Uh, that makes way more sense. That's either Ramos to do summoning in quarters and and yep. and spam mm -hmm. it, or potentially uh, Karis for the same sort of reason. You you create one really well fortified one, and then you blast into another and try and summon out uh, um, fire gammon. No matter what, I'm probably like bringing a mechanical yeah. item. No, obviously. I, I just assume that every list brings mechanical rider. It's implied, really. I mean, yeah. When you I, declare I, Arcanist. When you start a list, it's uh, mechanical rider and some upgrades, I guess. Okay. <laughs> uh, I would also uh, give a mention to Colette in Interference because being able to push an Interference is good. It can help you a lot with, yeah. like, oh... You have two models that I can engage with this guy really easily because they're standing this far apart. Yeah, in in or that the I opposite. Would say yeah. Bring Colette and uh, the captain and Johan. Then you can use prompt yeah. to push. You know Johan in and and engage a bunch of things with his three inch range, and then prompt something else out, and you have netted, you know, uh, people in. That's in fun. Order. But Ramos is probably just better at it. He's pretty good. Because, like, if they kill something uh, or you want to, yeah. like, you can technically shoot your own guy, blow him up, turn him into scrap, place the scrap outside of engagement, summon off of it, and then you've got two, two, one to three models that aren't engaged. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right, so Reckoning. Uh, reckoning would be Rasputina or Colette in my book because Colette yeah. is, has the ability to force multiply and make killers super killers, and Rasputin has the ability to either shoot many different places on the board and take out weak targets, or um, functionally explode one area that has multiple things by focusing and dropping blast templates. Yeah. That was one of my my go-to Colette lists is the, in Reckoning is just Colette, Howard, Joss, you know, like Johan, and Alette with something else, you know. Yeah. Some gunsmiths, maybe just like oh, Sandra. There's Sandra. a bunch of Sandra. Oh, Sandra, yeah, Sandra, <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. No, we'll talk about yeah, Cassie and the final one here can... in a second because it gets the wombo combo seal of approval. And then uh, what's the other one? The other strategy? Uh, yeah, squatters rights, which you already talked about with Colette yeah, and uh, Headhunter, which is also another oh, Colette one. Yeah. So Colette, obviously, right. is near the top of my competitive list. Yeah, and interestingly enough, you didn't say Mei Feng once. Uh, Mei Feng. Uh, <laughs> She's in none of them. She's not good at anything, guys. 
It's official. Rudy said well, so. That's true. Uh, if you're looking to beat people up, <laughs> here's what I wrote about her. I did not write much. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I love May. I thought she was going to lose some flavor coming in from 1.5, but she's still Fast and Furious Street Fighter character. If you're looking to beat people up and move a lot, May Fang's your gal. I don't take her for Entourage, but if I did, it would be May or Colette from a, from a scheme thing because she could like literally punch her way through all the way to the other end of the table. Um, yeah, no, she's... Uh, She's a really fun character, but I don't I don't rate her as extremely competitive from my play style. Uh, if I were to play her, it would probably be a turf war or a uh, guard the stash, or maybe yeah, I think that's where she excels. Or maybe reckoning, um, or or uh, headhunter, because uh -huh. she could potentially punch somebody, kill them, and then and then push and get credit for the head if she if she could do that. Maybe. I could see some some scheme pools too would lean towards her. You know, the strats are one thing, but when you add schemes and it can change it a bit. Yeah. But, yeah. I think she may be like right. she might be one of those masters who I who I choose for as a as a scheme type master instead of focusing on strategy. Like I feel like usually I'm looking at the master and their playstyle will take care of the strategy and the crew selection will take care of schemes. I think Mei Feng is one where it's like specific schemes will start pulling her out. Yeah. Okay. What was your other questions? Um, models that are good at strats and schemes. All right, so mechanical rider, and next question. Plant, plant explosives. No, there's other stuff. I, for yeah. plant explosives, I think a mannequin is going to do you so much good every time. Same with spring, spring yeah. the trap, because if a mannequin with a couple of models near it drops magician's assistant, People just start chucking ski markers upfield, especially next to models that have already activated. Um, you can just pump out ski markers that that make those things go away. Like plant evidence, turf war, or not turf war, um, protect territory, uh, plant explosives, spring the trap, those kind of things. That's four stones well spent. Um, for Vendetta... Cassandra is pretty high on my list because she can go toe to toe with a lot of eight stone plus models. Um, yeah, silent ones. Silent ones, on the other hand, are are way at the top of my list because they're six stones. She can kill a lot. She can kill way above her stone list with her ability to yeah. to proc extra casts. Um, mm -hmm. Breakthrough. If you have Malifaux Raptors and you're playing Harris, or if you have Malifaux Raptors and you're playing. Um, I guess anyone who can take Cassandra and practice productions, you can do breakthrough, um, because there's lots of ways to get scheme things next to models, even if they're not peons. Like if I have a raptor who can move something like ten inches, I can fly twenty inches up the board, and if it's got wings of fire, it places a scheme marker at the end of the turn, and it just does that. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't played Raptors. I don't own them, so I haven't either. But I've been seeing them in a lot of use lately. People are talking about them a lot because of because of practice production. It's like if you take Cassandra with practice production that has gives you the trapdoors ability. It says you can place a scheme. It says something like you can place a scheme marker in base to base contact with a friendly model, and then you just discard a scheme marker within X number of inches or somewhere else on the table or something mm -hmm. like that. So it's like, I'm going to place this somewhere where a model that has flying that just flew 20 inches up the board, I'm just going to place one there. 
and then I'm going to destroy this one that I placed first turn with a silent one while it was just getting a position, you know? Yeah. So those are my Very notable cool. notes for, for, for schemes in the faction. All right. What's the next one? Question-wise. Which, which, which master slash model combos get the wombo combo seal of approval? I have three. Uh, I have three combos that made me smile. Go ahead. Curious. One, of them, one of them should be easy. Well, yeah, one's Cassandra. And? With the silent one, right? Correct. Number. That's my number one. The ability for Cassie to steal freeze and hit her with heals and keep coming back yeah. for more is so good. I've said so much about this combo, I'm not going to talk about it. Sorry. Do you have... Do you have the wings of fire on there or no? I don't actually. Oh, all right. I don't know then. One of them is uh, combat mechanic Ramos with the Corfi duet. Yeah. Because Corfi okay. duet already has a ton of resilience with their inability to be charged. Action. Um, they can use soul stones to prevent if they get a certain kind of trigger, and then. If they start to get hurt and they start to get focused down, Ramos can discard a scrap marker near them to heal them. So that's, that's, that's really cool. And then on top of mm -hmm. that, you can take things like um, uh, uh, Bleeding Edge Tech, which can heal them. He can take Powered by Flame, which lets them add burning to stuff. Like anyone can take Powered by Flame, but or any MSU can take Powered by Flame. Yeah. But there are a bunch of sort of mechanical construct buffing things. You can also like you can also use it to give them plus flips to their attack using under pressure, and he can use uh, charge field generator or something like that to give them bonus flips to the defense. So they can be at double positive to attacks and double positive to defenses whenever they're being attacked, which is pretty gross. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and then my last one, right. my last wombo combo is Rasputina with her mechanical rider. Uh, and it's because the mechanical rider can summon ice gammon uh, which is great because she can really put an ice mirror wherever you need one, which is cool. But Raspi can also spend a 1 AP to make the Mechanical Rider a Frozen Heart, which gives her two armor, lets um, Silent Ones heal, heal her with filling the cracks, and gives her the ability to shoot through the Mechanical Rider as well. So nice. survivability gives her more summoning and more casting nodes, and and gives her a really fast, nimble mirror. Like, there's, yeah. And she can do a ton of damage and play scheme markers, which is another one of Rasputina's sort of weak points, is that her scheme generation is not always great. This just sound pretty good. It ain't bad. All right. You got other last, questions, or is that it? Last the last one. two questions are, which are the most which which ones are the most competitive that you think you're going to play moving forward in the future, like in competition basis? And who do I have the most fun playing, knowing that they make for less competitive games, but are still super worth it? Um, All right, so who's your two? My two? Oh, I had three. If I had to choose two oh. of my three competitive, I would say Colette and Ramos. Okay. What's the third one? Third one's Karis. Oh, okay. I think that Colette and Ramos can do almost every strategy really well. And whichever ones they're not great at, like Colette might not be great at Reconnoiter. Ramos is great at Reconnoiter. 
Clay, or Ramos might not be good at um, reckoning because he likes to bring in a lot of things that are easy to kill. Colette's great at reckoning. Um, yeah. Karis so is like the wild the card. Opposite that sides of the score. Yeah. Um, Karis is the thing that is sort of my wild card in the faction where, like, she can come in and be really surprising with damage. She can come in and be really surprising with healing. She can come in and be really surprising with ski markers. So if I need something that's going to try and throw, like if I want to play head games, I'm going to play Karis. Mm -hmm. uh, I still think there's room in certain strats and schemes and stuff where May, Ironsides, and Raspy are sort of the bomb. Like I played Raspy at, I think my one of my strongest wins at uh, Breaching the Foe was with a Raspy list. Um, but they're so they're so specified, they're so specific that it's hard for me to do them in anything else than the things that I sort of feel comfortable with them. Uh, if I want to be competitive, yeah. I need to be able to be flexible and change my change my you know my way of playing on on a whim. And Colette and Ramos sort of have that. Ramos, if the summoning isn't working, can switch into healing mode or you know shooting without having to randomize mode or all these other buffy things that you know. Yeah, really let him have yep. that flexibility. No, the flexibility Funnest is always game. good. Funnest game is the other one, which is okay. May Ironsides and Karis. I think May and Ironsides. They're like there's something about the melee beat stick master that I just love. It might be why I played Vicky's first, but like May and Ironsides has have this way of just getting up in your opponent's grill and not letting them do anything. Um, mm -hmm. And then just beating the hell out of them, and there's just something satisfying about moving in with Ironsides and just you know something went perfect, and you have enough uh, adrenaline because you you know you punched and you got an adrenaline and you started with some things, and so it's now I'm going to punch, I'm going to get the free haymaker action, I'm going to go ahead and do that, and just start like comboing into somebody, and yeah. the way that she can just explode out of the box sometimes is so cool. Um, but I was not super competitive with her. I think I want to play her some more. She's the one who I think is the most, like, I, I, I feel like I didn't scratch the surface very well with her. Um, I think uh, three of the games I, did, I had were, were wins. Like, I, I played really well, and, they, and she, she did really well, but I still felt like I was missing out on some potential. So I think that she might be one that I continue to play when things that, sort of ask for that ass-kicking kind of power to show up. So yeah. we'll, see. We'll, we'll see if she keeps making the, the cut. Right. I think she will, especially with her box coming out. I got one more difficult question for you. Hit me. What master do you think you're not going to play again, if any, or, uh, or you are least likely to play? I think someone did ask that. Okay, well, uh, never mind. Ross did Wait, say a master you wouldn't field again, and uh, my answer was... I don't really have one of those. Ramos, like, I feel like while Ramos is one of my most competitive masters, I have the least, like, I don't have fun with the with the normal Ramos list. When I when I was unlocking Ramos and enjoying him, it was because I was playing sort of oddball, Buffy lists as opposed to summoner lists. You know, uh, I think Raspy is, I think if if Raspy wasn't in the faction, I wouldn't be missing too much. There are, there are things that I can do to shore up my raspy game. Um, yeah. But I do like all of them. Like, they're all great. All right. Let's go on to the Twitter questions then. 
First question for Ask an Arcanist. Dan, uh, before we begin, asks, what will it take to beat me? Wow. I know, right? Uh, my answer to that, Dan, is in order to beat you, Dan, I will have to become everything I despise. I will have to find the one thing that I'm unwilling to give it up. And that will be what I have to sacrifice. That's intense. Right? That's what I was going for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dan asks, do you have soulstone miners? Do you rate them? Uh, I've talked about soulstone miners earlier. I don't. I feel like it's one of my biggest deficits as I play Arcanists is that I don't have them. Soulstone Miners and Mole Men are basically the Necropunk and Cillarids of the Arcanists. And there are a lot of things that would be a lot easier for them. Stake a Claim would be easy with Soulstone Miners, um, Protect Territory, and and other stuff like that are really good for Mole Men because especially in a, in a Colette crew, you can throw yeah. a ski marker up and then the Mole Men's just going to bury and be next to it. It gives them incredible speed. Um, I just haven't gone around to buying or painting them. Uh, Dan Johnson asks, will you magnetize my Corfi for me? And um, <laughs> yes, I guess. Yeah, I'll do that. Did you magnetize yours? I did. I did I mine too. I magnetized nice. them in like the second, the second year I ever played them. Oh, the, second year I ever, the second year I ever played Malifaux, it was I started playing in Colette and I bought the Corfi duet and I I created wood bases, like cured. Uh, I stained my own wood inlays, and uh, put those in there so it looked like they were on a stage. And then I put magnets in the bases of these like packing crates kind of things, and then magnetized them to to bases. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Uh, All right. Ross asks, "What models did I try to put in every list?" Um, Dan responded to that via Twitter, saying, "Silent ones." He's totally right. Um, Cassandra. I play, I play a ton of melee crews. Like crews, I, when I play Mayfang or Ironsides, Silent Ones can shoot into melee. So why would I not want to do that? They're better than Gunsmiths because I Gunsmith can't shoot into melee. Well, but the Gunsmith has you know a, a melee thing on its attack, so it could charge in. Right, but the Silent One can shoot into melee without having to charge in. Also, the Silent One can heal. So that's good. Um, Cassandra also made it into a lot of my lists just because as an eight stone model, she's fantastic. Uh, and goes with basically everyone. Because if she's just a bodyguard target, she's good. If she is just a scheme runner at eight stones with nimble, she's amazing. If you throw um, Southern Comfort up every, not Southern Comfort, Southern Hospitality up at the beginning of every turn, she's nearly impossible to kill. Nimble, you give her imbued protection, she's seven defense. Like she's so good. So she made it into a ton of my ton of my list. Let me just say that I think Brewmaster should have an upgrade, Southern Comfort that lets them hire Cassandra. Oh. <laughs> oh, That's all though. That's all it does. And it costs like five soul stones because that'd be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I would buy her at thirteen, I guess. <laughs> one uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ross asks, what's my favorite master that I'm keen to play again? This was really hard. I like a lot of the masters in there, but Colette, I feel like I always loved playing her because I felt like I was hiding something. Like there, there, there are so many, every time I play Colette, I'm able to play the game from such a slant ways position. Um, 
she can pull off so much crazy stuff and to the point where like Cassandra taking four red jokers through a game is nuts. Um, the ability to like I saw I saw a battle report where somebody took Cassandra no Colette with practice production and six silent ones. And each of the silent ones move forward on their first turn. Move forward, place a ski marker. Move forward, place a ski marker, move forward, place a ski marker, whatever. Colette's turn came up. Two action practice production. Every single one of those silent ones could then discard a ski marker and take uh, and take a one inter or a one action. So each and every last one of them was like, oh cool, I'm gonna shoot. Oh look, I got a book. I'll shoot again. I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna shoot again. I'm gonna shoot. I didn't get a book this time. That's okay. I'll place a I'll place an ice column instead. All right, I'm gonna shoot. She got seven AP or six AP from one two action. It was so freaking awesome to look at. Like they all had to have targets, of course, but each of them could do that. It's like there are so many things that you can just be like, oh, what is she even up to? And then all of a sudden she's throwing seven fireballs at you or whatever. The dubs have an amazing kind of power force multiplier. The prompt means that you have AP right where you need them to be. She's she's probably my favorite master in the game. Cool. Which is hard because right. I like a lot of masters. And that's it. And that's answer all. Answer Ross's all question, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So that's uh, Arcanists done for Rudy. I got several more games with them, like eight or something. What did I miss? If and you think I missed something uh, in the Arcanist faction, or if I didn't mention your favorite thing because I don't know about it, or because I don't rate it as highly as you do, to call me out on Twitter. <laughs> or email us at the email we'll put at the end of the show. Absolutely, yeah. We can do a, a redaction, I think that's the word. Is that what that word is? I don't know. Anyway, uh, so that's uh, that. I guess we're on to what's next. I've got yeah. the league coming up. What are you playing in the league? I'm going to play the Gremlins. Oh, he's finally making the plunge. Yep. I've, it's because I'm going to play small Soulstone games to start so I can just ease in there and get it up there. But yeah, it's one of the, it's, I got zero on him and. What? Go ahead. Go ahead. It's a grow league, so I can start with small amount. It's something I haven't played before, so it sort of fits the idea of like you know getting into a new thing, even though I owned it for a year now almost. So that's exciting, and you know, it'll be good. I've got some good models. I picked up actually. I was serendipitous because somebody came into Flatlands over the weekend or whenever and dropped off a box of old Malifaux medals they weren't using anymore to sell and uh, in there was like the metal kin and I didn't really want to buy the Ophelia box just because that's a lot of money and I don't really want to play Ophelia and this whole challenge thing is to not buy new masters so even if I just wanted it for the kin as like uh, yeah so I just picked up the old metal kin out of that which they're you know the sculpts are a little weird when you put them next to the new gremlins, but I'm sure they'll be fine. Um, my I, I thought it was really interesting the problem you ran into when you were looking at running 
the Somer box in your grow league because your first week is a henchman game. Yeah. And the Somer box doesn't actually come with a henchman. Yeah, I, I, there was a couple other ones about that, like, because people wanted to play stuff where dual faction stuff and some of them you can't cross faction, like uh, somebody's playing Mizaki and so yeah. they can't bring a Toto in Outcasts. Or Kang. So I don't know. I, out, out, yeah, exactly. Out it's the same. Yeah, so there's a several that are like that. So I think what's going to end up happening is that uh, I think Joe is suggesting they might just do a really like a 26 Soulstone Master Led, which is all right. I think I'd prefer Henchman Led, but you know I get that there's, well, there's problems with that. that you don't do that like if you're playing a 26 stone game and you have the models to do it you can take your henchman yeah yeah exactly but as your master and yeah yeah or you could bring a master which is probably better <laughs> <laughs> generally that model was, is uh, oh yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no the so depending on what ends up with that i i do have a nice proxy for mctavish already based and primed and i might even start painting him and now i also have the kin henchman francois that's francois so i have two options there now because right at the beginning i was like uh i don't have any i'm like i guess i'll gracie can be old major maybe like (laughs) was where i was going or something but yeah so that's uh where I'm at for that, I haven't really thought about a list too much. It's when so small. It's it, like, eh. but get to it. Freaking uh, Somer with encouragement. Yeah. Um, Lenny with his ability to hand out rams. And Bert Jepson. Yep. I coming do have Bert. Coming in at minimum damage five. Yeah, that seems pretty all right. <laughs> the other one, oh, that was the other thing I picked up with the kin. There was a uh, little pigapult in there, a little metal pigapult, which I got for a song. So that was good. And uh, yeah, so I'm pretty ready to go there. I could probably use some more bio gremlins at this point, but I still only have four. But I didn't pull the trigger on the metal ones that were in there. Just because I was like, I was, I. I went a little crazy because there's this big box and I just kept pulling out stuff. I'm like, oh, this is awesome and I can use this. This is awesome. And then like, it was like, that's way more money than I need to spend right now. <laughs> you know, like, oh yeah, right. I did just pull out like 20 mod, 27 models that I don't need, like all of them or even like half of them. So then I ended up like paring down and paring down and I'm like, yeah, okay. But it was fun. I got to get some old medals for a discount, so that's good. And uh, ready to go with gremlins now for sure. Gonna have to. They're they're already on bases and prime, but I'm probably gonna do some. They're just on blank bases, so I might just decorate the blank bases a little bit and go from there. Buy a bottle of water effect. Paint the bottoms yeah. of the bases brown and green, and then throw water and grass on top. Yeah, I mean that's what I did with the other Somer, the Somer crew. Nice quick buy you so, stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, I went pretty crazy with that one, and I was cutting sprues and making them into, like, little, like, sort of trees and bushes and stuff. Nice. That they were bending, like, reeds and stuff that they were standing on, so that was kind of fun. Mm. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 
ready to start him. I think it'll be fun. The girl league is a good way to do it. It's Proud not too you. serious. I got all the other stuff. I told yeah, it was down to that or Pandora, and I was like, uh, I'm just gonna do something. good. I think that Mark might be going after Pandora. Nope, he's not. Lucius, maybe. Yep. Okay, he's doing Lucius. Never more uh, Lucius. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be fun. And it looks like there's a few new people who haven't played. Like the Malifo, our Malifo scene has quieted up a bit. We've had some guys with work, a couple of guys out of town, sort of stuff, and softball season, and you know, so it's sort of dried up a little bit recently. So I think mm -hmm. hoping this league is gonna bring some people back and, and some new people will be good. Yeah, sweet, exciting stuff. Oh, that was my enforcer brawl, though. What do I bring for the enforcer brawl? Um, Gracie? Gracie. Gracie, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, I don't have that many enforcers. No, I have her Gracie. and Bert and Lenny. Bert could be good, but Gracie, with the ability to A, reactivate, and B, heal it up after better. something. Yeah. So good. It's better, right? Yeah, yeah I'm going to bring Gracie. <laughs> In yeah. fact, I remember hearing yeah. on a Weird Place podcast that... I think someone took the Gracie to a Enforcer Brawl at Adepticon, and it was awful. Oh, yeah. It, it sounds fun. Like, I'm ready. I, <laughs> I played against Gracie in the last tournament, and I had a great time because I had misdirection. But <laughs> that was awesome. That was one of my – that was the best – one of my favorite moments of that tournament was John charging Mizaki with Gracie and me just, like – Tusking into his slop hauler for six. Oh, <laughs> easy! Like he was like out of, he couldn't cheat down or something. I think he was out of cards or <laughs> something weird happened, and it was it was just like, oops! Oh, his guy died. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I'm looking forward to doing that. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, nice. And what are you doing next, Rudy? Uh. I don't get to play this Friday because I'm going to a theater thing, which is really sad because I didn't get to play last Friday because I was uh, doing a theater thing. I was working last Friday. Um, and, but I did get to play the Friday before that, and I did end up playing a game on Saturday. But uh, next Thursday, I'm jumping on a, in a car with Josh, Cal, and some friends, and we're driving down and going to Califo. Uh, I debated for a while about what I wanted to play at Califo. Um, it will be the first event that I will really know will probably be U.S. ranked. And with that in mind, I want to go in with the crews that I have the most experience with and the most options for. So what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to dust off my guild, bust out some science bros, uh, and run... Hoffman, McCabe, uh, uh, McMorning, and maybe Dita. So no, and uh, Lady Justice. Like, bring them out. I don't. I haven't actually taken a look at what the what the rounds are, but I have I have the crews and the models to make basically any of those work relatively well. Um, yeah. I know that I'm gonna like. I think if I had gotten to if I get to play any. Um, pickup games through Vassal or whatever in the next week or so, I may try and do uh, some some refresher games with McMorning and, and Hoffman. Yeah. Um, That's a good idea. 
and I think I might do one more game with hopefully one more game with Lucas before I before I start playing him super hyper competitively. But uh, I think I'm going guild. Even though I did ask Chrissy via Facebook what was underrepresented, and she said uh, gremlins, ten thunders, and arcanists in that order. And I was like, arcanists. No, no, I just I just got done doing Arcanists of the tournament. I should do something. Ten thunders. Well, but the you problem is Mayfang and Lynch. Mayfang, Lynch, and 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 McCabe. But the all of your is, least favorite masters. Well, I like I like all of them, but I don't have enough uh, experience with Lynch to play him super competitively. Yeah. I don't have, like, I don't have a lot of the the ancillary models. I don't have low river or I don't have low river. I don't have any of the monks. I don't have the brothers. I don't have the archers. I don't have Katanaka Naka snipers. Essentially, I would be playing. I'd be playing each of the fluff crews yeah. individually. It'd be pretty rough. All right, all right, all right. Whatever. Play, play your guild. That's fine. <laughs> Do whatever, man. It's whatever. It's whatever, man. I. Oh, that's dang it! I was just gonna say like I don't have any guild on my list, and I'm like, oh, I do actually because I have dual faction stuff. Good morning. I finished the guild faction. <laughs> All right, yeah. Lucas or about the five games played? No. Or ten games Lucius played? Has one more. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, neither of them are. Oh, okay. But when they are, I should talk about guild. It'll be great. <laughs> That'd be funny. Especially if you played all of your games of McMorning as Rezzer and all of your games as Lucy. Oh, yeah, I'm not declaring guild ever, so. <laughs> I don't have any models to go with. I'm like, why would I do that? I actually just went on a really big rant on a, a, a weird games forums. Someone was like, tell me why you would ever feel justice when you could just field McMorning instead. And there were a bunch of things, people going back and forth. And so I wrote up a little something-something. But sort of overwhelmingly, the response is, well, I guess McMorning's just better because he does almost as much damage and has more scheme marker tricks. And I was like, well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Justice but at the is end, good, though. She's got yeah, she's great. Things. I, well, uh, hold on. I, I think my, my PS was... Uh, 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 all all opinions stated are subject to discretion based on the following: play style, aesthetic choices, scheme, strat pool, opponents, declared faction, and table setup. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to start putting that at the end of. In fact, I should just make that my signature. Uh, uh, yeah, but it's like it's pretty good. If you're looking for crew synergy and serious killing power, it's probably Lady Justice. Inspiring sword swordplay can hand out a lot of bonuses if positioned properly, and the amount of damage she can do with her accuracy and her positive twist uh, without charges things just make her so much better hitter. McMorning is less but of a beat is... stick, but he's, and he's less of a frontline master than he is in, in Rezzer. But, but Rudy, but Rudy. Yeah. This is the Arcanist episode. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> you got to finish all those games first, and then you can talk about Guild. Oh, McMorning's done. Lady Justice is done. I'm done with my five games for both of those. But not all the guild. That's true. Okay. It's all or all or nothing. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, what else? What else? What else? 
I think we're coming to the end of the itinerary. Five have five games with Leviticus now. That's exciting. Nice. Halfway there. I'd be done with outcasts and resers if I was only doing five games. How many masters do you have overall? Eighty I games, have but you have fourteen overall masters. So you have 140 games total to play. I have 105 games total to play. Yeah, okay. I have 87 total played. I have... And uh, 62%. Oh, man, our percentages are really close, actually. I have 21 masters. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, the only, the only faction I don't have at least three masters in is Gremlins. Yeah. And I think I'm about to. What? As soon as Brewmaster comes out? Brewmaster's coming out. I want him. And the more I watch people play Somer, the more I want him. Well, we'll be able to talk about that more uh, in the next couple weeks. So that'll be good. Nice. Very excited. Because I'll be playing with him. Yeah. Hmm. 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 What else do you want to talk about? Lucius? No. 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 He's not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or gremlins because they're talking about somer oh now sure. i'm looking forward to gracie and this uh, enforcer bro oh, man i'm so, so excited fun. there's outcast players though so it's gonna be like killjoy and other killjoy uh is there as a listener if you're still listening which i hope you are um is there anything that you want to hear us talk about are there any subjects you want us to broach are there any guests that you would like us to score um yeah, that'd be. There is one thing I heard on the Twitter the other day that I'm very excited about. And if he would like to come talk to us, and that by that I mean me, about it, I would love to listen. And that is, Joel Henry is thinking about picking up Kaladi. Yeah. I would love to talk to Joel about Kaladi after he after oh, he gets some gets some puppet time. Yep. Oh, uh, I remember. Well, I because I remember. Do you remember when I did come to Adepticon and I was there and we were like, I we, it was it was the second round of the story encounter. We were getting ready to leave, and I do remember this. And and it was like, oh, Mike is playing Kaladi. Mike Marshall is playing Kaladi. I gotta I gotta watch how this game starts. And so I went over and sat down, and Mike was sort of side eyeing me, and you were like. Don't worry, he's, he's just a total fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I do remember that. That was a good. And then time. he offered us a beer, and we had one, and it was good. I didn't have any beer, Rudy, because I was driving home. No, from no. Chicago. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> that, oh, maybe I drank your beer for you. Yeah, you just you just had all the beers. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good uh, time. Anyway, that was Adepticon two years ago. Adepticon this year coming up. It's gonna be fun. I want to go to that. We'll see how much money I can figure out. <laughs> All right, sounds money. good. So I feel like thanks we're, everybody like for listening. Yeah. Okay. Good. To the mistakes were made podcast. You can email us at the thing that Rudy's gonna edit in right now. No, no. Go ahead and give it a go. I love this part. <laughs> It's at uh, mwmpodcast at gmail.com. 
You nailed it. Except now without, there's no ad at the beginning, though. It's just at that address, that with an right. at sign. Well, the Twitter, though, on the other hand, is at MWM Podcast. You have Correct. to type the at there. It's true. I might not have to edit this in this week. Oh, man. This is going to be the <laughs> new one. Oh, it should be. So much better. And you can listen to us on Podbean. That's who hosts us. Podbean is mistakes were made at dot podbean.com. Like you have to do the whole thing if you're just gonna type us in. But you probably listen to it through oh, through stream. Our analytics tell us that most of you are listening to us through some sort of podcast telephone. Twenty four percent is iPhone media player. Yeah. Thirteen percent is iTunes. Ten percent is unknown, which is kind of scary. It's probably it's probably uh, Apple. We have a lot of Apple listeners. Well, there's a lot of Apple listeners. Crazy. When I was a top, my mom dropped fables and stories to warn me of the dangers that were laying before me. To keep it interesting, she would hide the lesson. To guide my direction, provide the right message. In time, I developed a sense of her embellishments. Hence, I was rebellious against what she was telling me. When I was a teen, I pretended that my demons were friends. I defended the place, yo, and that was the case. Slurred speech dripping off of my face. The world creeped as I slipped to the awfulest place you could imagine not the average things you see on acid my granddad bloody hovering on a speaker cabinet laughing in a raspy tone covered in maggots a snack on his mass of the bone i couldn't grasp it did it double dismount